Welcome to You'll Probably Agree. Uh, today, I don't really have a movie to talk about because I couldn't figure out what film to even possibly bring up. Like, who cares about anything right now? Everything is thrown on streaming because the movie theaters are closed. The whole world is facing a global pandemic. And now the country is on fire over these protests because of the death of George Floyd. And for me, I, I said, well, how am I going to go around and talk about something like, oh, here's my review of Netflix's Space Force and write up something on that? Or how could I even tackle what's going on with with race these days? And the thing is, I, I can't talk about that because... I, 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 I'm not in the position to. You know, I'm a, I'm a white guy who, who grew up in a fairly well-off neighborhood, and uh, I think it's time for white people to shut up and to just listen. And with that, I. <laughs> I didn't want to try to tackle something like this and relate it to film because that would just be advantageous. The only way I would is if I was able to talk to somebody who, you know, w wasn't white and who could tell me from their experience as as a uh, as a filmmaker or a critic or an artist what they think of all this stuff that's going on in the world and. How they think artists can improve their own work and how representation is and has been shown in cinema throughout the years. I certainly have my opinions on those, but I think for now, guys like me shouldn't be talking about it. And... It's hard for me to even try to act like everything's all right and I'll just uh, type up a review of, you know, some silly thing that you'd see on Disney Plus or Netflix. I could talk about how it's important to find escapism through film during times of absolute panic and chaos, but... <laughs> The, the thing is, we already know that's important, and I've already done an episode on that. And because I did an episode, you know, the, the episode I did on that was movies that make us feel happy. And, uh, you know, that was my first of many episodes that I'm doing where <laughs> it's done through Skype. Because if, if we didn't already have the country facing a much long, much-needed revolution um, over race disparity, over police brutality, over the way the system uh, 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 puts people down. What's there to say? <laughs> um... Having said, that's why I don't have any material this week, and I didn't have any last week, because it just, 
it, it just felt like I'd be lying to myself to go around and and bullshit and talk about something I don't even care about. And it's not that I'm in a state of depression or anything like that. I got out of that state. I was in that state much earlier. And it was a very dark place. Uh, it happened when I think maybe a month into the pandemic, I hit an extremely low point and had to pick myself up from it. And I'm sure there's a lot of people right now who are incredibly scared and are at a low point. I'm worried after these protests, people are going to get sick from from coronavirus because they 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 didn't social distance. They've been out in droves, and our hospital system is going to be destroyed by the time the fall comes around. I wouldn't be surprised if they had to turn people away if if they were known to have protested to known to have protest because you can't take every single person in and you're gonna have to leave room for others. So if either that or the, the, they'll start going by ageism and if you're older and you need to be on a ventilator, they're just gonna have to say sorry, we can't help you while they let some young guy in. Um, I don't know. It's it's a mess. <laughs> it's an absolute mess. But at the same time, you can't wait for this virus to go away in order to fight for what you believe is right for you, for your people, for how you've been wronged. I mean, 13% of this country is black. And the the rest is mostly white, yet 45% of of our citizens who are incarcerated, who are shot, who are arrested, who are pulled over, are black. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to tell you that that's not right. And I'm sorry to state my political beliefs here, but if 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 you think that there's something wrong with people who are black because they 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 are locked up more than white people did, and look at the statistics and and stop being a heartless asshole. You know we in this country we were <laughs> we were warned about this. People didn't go out and vote in enough numbers in 2016 because they didn't like Hillary Clinton. You know. I'm not saying she was perfect, but my God, this is what you got in return. And do you want this again? Do you really want to not vote for Joe Biden because he might be going senile or he's part of an older system that no longer works? Well, guess what? If you get four more years of this fucking piece of shit who's in office right now, then... (laughs) Things are going to get even worse than this. Does it really have to take a global pandemic and and race riots and and stores getting burned down and then crazy righties who are on Trump's side who are the ones who are actually the violent protesters while the peaceful protesters are getting the shit beat out of them? Mostly thanks to the scumbags like this one guy I saw who was taking a bow and arrow and shooting at him. 
to convince you that this world's going to hell and it's going to go further down this road if you keep this guy in? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's hard to talk about movies when all this is going on. And you're not supposed to talk about your politics when you have a YouTube show or, or a podcast and stuff like that. You're just supposed to entertain people. I get that. But there's a certain point where you have to turn to someone and say, no, you're fucking wrong and you're destroying this country. And those people are the fucking enemy. Okay? That's my rant. <laughs> for Christ's sakes, I'm, I'm pleading for you people right now. Go out and vote. I don't think Joe Biden's great. I mean, he, the, the way he's creepy and touches the back of little girls' necks. And, you know, of course, you have Tara Reid's accusation, which <sighs> maybe that's some political thing I won't get into. Uh, but I will say, I don't believe... <laughs> That Joe Biden's any kind of rapist. He's creepy and he's an easy target. But so was Patrick Kane when there is one woman who came out against him years ago and accused him of rape. And it's easy to accuse the hair triggered uh, hockey player who beat the shit out of a cab driver, you know, as the rapist. And it turned out that woman was making shit up. And because she was making shit up, you know, her mom was behind it and Kane was dropped of all charges. But, of course, if, if Tara Reid's accusation uh, curtails you for voting for Joe Biden and then you wind up not voting at all, you're just giving your vote over to the guy who has had, I think, about like 18 or 20 women accuse him of rape or sexual harassment or both. I mean, one of them was a 13-year-old girl, 13, who who said that uh, uh, Trump raped her. And she talks about it in an interview. You have to dig for it, but it's there. It's online, and it's in graphic detail. I'm not saying that that one's true or not, but he has a history of this. The grabbing by the pussy tape, apparently enough people didn't give a shit about that. Now, movies bring us together, but... <laughs> You know, sometimes there, there, there's there's a there's a period of history when you have to call out something for being wrong. So if if I'm rambling and I'm making some political statement that seems completely unfounded, you know, I don't give a shit if you don't if you don't like it. If you don't like it, then you can unsubscribe. Go ahead and click it right now. Fuck you. I don't care because I'm going to be honest about who I am. Call me liberal Hollywood elite. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't give a shit. If you want to call me that, go ahead and throw that name at me. You can call me liberal Hollywood elite, and I can call you a Nazi piece of shit. And, you know what, maybe you're not a Nazi. Maybe you fought in World War II, and you killed Nazis. But if you're supporting the Republican Party, you're a Nazi enabler. Maybe maybe you're even um, a Jewish Trump supporter. That doesn't mean that you're not supporting... uh, the guy who doesn't give a shit about your people. I, I decided to record this intro with no preparation and it's showing. But to be perfectly honest, that you know, when people, uh, when you, you're expected to release content 
on a regular basis. You know, I, I was trying to figure out what the hell to release, and here, this is what I'm releasing. Me being perfectly honest. And and the absolute honesty is, is that we aren't okay, and we're not going to be okay unless we do something about this. The protests right now, that's a that's a voice in this country that's been silenced for a very long time. The last time it spoke out was in the 60s. Now that's happening again. It's sad that it's happening during this pandemic. I can't even believe I'm using the word pandemic. But the truth is, is that <laughs> that's the reality we're living in. Every, it's it's like now every single disaster film that we watch or see is like a documentary. You know, we watch Twenty Eight Days Later like it's a documentary, or The Road like it's a documentary. Even Day After Tomorrow, when when the coronavirus is gone and or not gone, it it's not gonna go away. But when we can live with it, like how we live with the flu, which this isn't the flu. <laughs> um. But if we have a vaccine, it it could be like it, hopefully. All those movies, uh, Day After Tomorrow, like I was saying, getting back on my initial track of thought. That, uh, even that movie's going to be relatable when global warming hits us. Hopefully by the end of this, we'll be a much more conscious nation, a much more conscious country. I think after being locked in our homes for who knows how long it's going to continue to be. I mean, it's been, what, three months now? I think driving fuel-efficient vehicles, um, not relying on nuclear energy, maybe finally doing something and speaking out against the <laughs> against the coal and oil industry. Maybe we'll finally get, uh, get change a little bit about our lives because changing our lives to, to, to fit how global warming is going to affect it is a thousand times more effective. <laughs> a thousand times, I should say, it's a thousand times easier than what we're doing now, living inside of our houses indefinitely. I'm very fortunate where I have a family who has a nice house in the suburbs that I can stay in. And I've been tested. I came out negative for the virus. I have a a nice apartment in a nice neighborhood in the city that I can stay in. But what about people who don't have that? What about the media who's been... (laughs) For lack of a better words, they've been they've been promoting racism themselves by saying that the majority of the people who get this virus are black or Latino, but they don't say why they get it. Maybe it's because they're stuck. They're living in poverty. They're stuck in little houses together, and if one gets sick, everyone gets sick. They're not like me, where if I'm sick, I stay at my apartment. And I can go to a hospital and I have health care because I could afford it and I can get treated. What about people who can't afford health care? 
What about people who don't have a job that can cover them? What if people what if people who don't have insurance? Of course they're going to die. But the media doesn't cover that. So what's the point of this episode? I guess to speak from my heart because I'm not going to go around and act like, oh, let's talk about some fucking movie to get everyone's mind off of stuff. It's What's the point? I will go back to it. Um, I'm planning on speaking to some people about movies relating to current events today. But... I'm also going to let you know a little bit about myself. And this isn't the first time I've done this. I, I did a video in 2016, I think maybe a week after Trump won, very loosely use that term, the election. And I, I expressed my viewpoints on that. And luckily, the overall response was surprisingly positive. Um, I guess I was never afraid to express my opinion. And if it caused me to to lose fans or like I already have a lot to begin with I don't so what have I got to lose in the first place but if it caused me to lose fans if I even had more of them the the truth of the matter is I'm not going to uh, sell myself out to please the masses Christ Colin Kaepernick did that Look at the shit he got. Now look. That was fucking tame. But of course, a guy yelling all lives matter, holding a bow and arrow, firing it at civilians, then getting attacked so then they could keep him from killing other people. By the way, if I if I were to go ahead and hit that guy, who knows what I would have done. I would have let loose. I guess that's why, one, I'm not joining the protests in person because I don't want to get sick. And I guess I'm a coward for doing that. I'll admit that. And two, uh, I don't know if I would just snap, you know? I, I, I support all these peaceful protests. And they are peaceful. And we got to continue for them to be that way. Windows are getting smashed. Places are being looted. Uh, But guess what, Mr. President? Uh, your, your, Your precious George Floyd, who said, when they start looting, we begin shooting. Uh, The guys who are looting are on your side. Are there some people who maybe aren't there doing it? Maybe. But I guess if I was treated like a piece of human garbage for years, I'd be (laughs) breaking down windows too. But because I'm not put in that position, I don't know. I mean, you just have to think of the restraint that people who are not in my position had to display for decades. Even longer. I mean, we go back to slavery. They got mad once in the 60s for their civil rights, and they got attacked by dogs, sprayed by hoses. 
And luckily, there's far more unity behind them. The way, the way I said that, but not the way. I don't like how I said that, but I didn't mean it that way. But the unity that they had behind them is far greater today than it probably was back then. So, this country is falling apart. This is, Trump was a warning sign. And if you want to continue this, especially if you're, I'll admit, I'm a, I was a Bernie Sanders guy. I was in 2016, I was today. But both times, I knew when he didn't win, not to be a baby about it and say, well, my guy didn't win, so I'm going to let the, 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 the demigod win. The guy who wants to destroy everything and be president for life. I'm going to let him win. Because I didn't get my way, and it's never going to change. Yeah, it will change, but change comes very, very slowly. It's easy to destroy everything. As we could see with Trump, it took three years, not even three and a half. By January, it went to shit. He was warned about this virus, I believe, in November. He shut down a $200 million global CDC, uh, global pandemic office. I emphasize the word global, meaning <laughs> it wouldn't have just been us. We probably could have saved the rest of the world if Trump didn't throw away that 69-page playbook that Obama had for him, plus a $200 million CDC office. But because the black guy did it, he threw it out. Because Trump's a fucking racist piece of shit who wants to please his dumb cow fucker base. So, with that said, if you hate me and don't want to listen to my podcast anymore, go ahead. Don't care. But, if you do probably agree, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and I promise we'll get back to our usual scheduled programming. Um, and in the mean, and I would like to tie everything to what's going on today because how can you not? It won't be everything. The word everything isn't, it's perhaps the wrong word to use, but a lot of my subjects will be tied to what's going on today. With that said, I, I do see a bright future for this country. Um, even if Trump wins again, God help us, it's likely he will, honestly. I've never seen a boring candidate win again, or win initially. That happened with, uh, Al Gore, that happened with, although it's very arguable that he did win. (laughs) That's a whole other story, but we saw that happen with Al Gore, we saw that happen with John Kerry, we saw that happen with Hillary Clinton, we're going to see that probably happen with Joe Biden. When the candidate isn't as charismatic, then they lose. And it seems like Trump always defies reality. Impeachment didn't hurt him, and <laughs> this pandemic probably won't hurt him. The Russia thing didn't hurt him. After this, I I do hope to return my normal program, and I I just want to wish everybody who 
who does have a heart and who is not only supporting this much-delayed movement, but who's also supporting empathy, understanding, unity, peace, everything that this man, this monster and his monstrous party uh, represents. I'm wishing you guys the best. I'm wishing that we come out on top and that we'll be okay. And I think by the end of this, to go back to my previous thought, even if Trump does win another four years, I guess like Chris Rock said, after Trump, we're going to get Jesus. (laughs) I mean, after eight years of Bush, if you voted for a guy named Barack Hussein Obama, um... You know, who knows what we'll get after him, after this guy, if, if we're alive, if we're not all in the grave by then. That's a little dramatic. We won't be in the grave, but we already have a lot of grave sites being dug up with bodies being dumped by the busload because of him. It makes 9-11 look like a gentle breeze. Hopefully we'll have a bright future after this, and I think we will. I think we'll be much more welcoming open country, and hopefully one day we can tell our grandkids that, you know, our world was going in a horrible direction and we turned it around because we got one hell of a wake-up call. Having said that, I love you. I wish you the utmost of safety. And please... Keep your families close. And it's a cliche, but we will get through this. It'll take a while. And what you have to do is do what I did. I I had a sort of a, a breakdown at a certain point during this whole pandemic. And when I emerged sort of from the darkness... I realize the things that I still have in life and the things I'm grateful for. And those are the things we have to keep reminding ourselves that we still have. Because they can't take that from us. There's always something to be grateful for. Thank you.